kids first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Tiana Sermons from Delaware. Today, we will be talking about The Magician's Elephant, Creek 3, and Tomorrow's Hope. Right now, we are going to talk to Micah about Creed 3. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Super excited to talk to you about Creed 3. I have seen so much about it, and it just seems like a really amazing movie. Yes, it really was. Probably one of my favorites of the year so far. Yeah, that's amazing. So for those who don't know, tell us about Creed 3. So Creed is actually, um, like in the title, it's the third movie of the Creed franchise. Um, so it's about Adonis Creed, who is the son of Apollo Creed, who has been dominating the boxing world for so long. But in this movie, he's actually retiring from boxing and more focusing on his family and being a businessman. But he is like thrown for a loop in the movie because his childhood friend um, named Dame um, shows up out of nowhere and it just reminds him of everything that he's been through and his tough past that he's had and when Dame gets there he's like insistent that he gets another chance to box because he was a former boxer before he unfortunately went to jail for 18 years so he was really insistent and wanted Adonis's help to become a champion to become the boxer he always wanted to be but um, throughout the movie we see how there's more to his plan than just boxing again. And Adonis and Dame end up having to battle each other. And it's really more than just your average like boxing fight. It's really more than that. It's really telling a story of how they used to be like brothers. And now their relationship has changed so much. And it's just a really interesting plot. Yeah. From everything you've told me so far, I mean, it sounds super interesting. I definitely cannot wait to see that. Yes, it's very popular so far. Yeah, I can tell. So were you able to watch the other two movies? Um, Before I saw Creed 3, I didn't see the first two, but then I went back and watched them afterwards. Okay, so since you did uh, eventually get to see them, like, how do you feel they, in a sense, compare? Like, do they do a good job of filling you in on Creed's story? Um, At least, like, in the third one, so... If somebody who hadn't seen the other two watched it, do you feel like they still did a good job of kind of um, letting you know what was happening so far? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this movie definitely had a plot of its own, and it definitely would be helpful to see the first two so that you have background knowledge and like the story and everything and kind of know the background of what's going on. But you don't have to see the two of the movies to enjoy the plot, and you won't be very lost. Yeah, that's what's good to have with movies because some people, they may not have the proper platform or let's just say if it's something you have to subscribe to, they may not have the money. So it's definitely good when movies are able to fill you in while also telling you a new story so you don't get bored. Exactly. Yes. So this movie has some big names in it, such as Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors, and Tessa Thompson. Can you talk about the acting performances done in this film? The acting was amazing. Um, the acting was very 
it's, it's, they were very seasoned and they you could feel the experience that they had. And especially um, Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson working together, their chemistry has just grown and grown throughout the three movies. And then Jonathan Majors coming in, it just all, all complement each other so well. The acting carries the movie for sure. Like whenever you're in an emotional scene or a high intensity scene, you can feel the tension and you can feel the buildup of the scene because of the um, acting and even the younger actors such as Mila Davis Kent who plays Amara which is um, Bianca and Adonis's daughter her acting was so it really filled the movie and it didn't leave you with any questions or any room for concern yeah that's also something that like I really love like like I said they are some amazing actors definitely were perfect fits for this movie and just speaking on like the different aspects of this film, uh, one thing that I was really impressed with watching the first two great movies was just seeing how they do like the fight scenes and the makeup. So what did you think about the aspects such as like the camera work, the effects, makeup? They were great. Um, this was Michael B. Jordan's actually, he directed this movie. So he actually had a lot of say on how like the scenes were set up and the different things going into the buildup of the scenes. So I really think that he did a great job doing that because it really, you know, showed every aspect, both with the camera and the points of views from the opposing characters, which were Adonis and Dame. And the makeup and fight choreography were just astonishing, really. Um, you couldn't even tell that it was choreography because the makeup was actually very um, intense. Like you can tell that there was blood on their face right after they boxed and it didn't like some movies when they have a fight scene like this, the blood just kind of goes away in the next scene, but that didn't right. happen here. So I was impressed with that. And the fight choreography, of course, it was just um, close to, if not perfection. Yeah, that's definitely one of the best things about the Creep franchise, especially like comparing it to other uh, of yeah boxing movies that I've watched. Definitely is the best. Definitely makes it look super realistic. Yes. And just for my last question, what age recommendation and star rating do you give Creed 3 and where can we watch it? I give Creed 3 5 out of 5 stars and recommend it for ages 12 to 18 plus adults. Um, there is some profanity and some violent scenes because of the boxing, so it does have a PG-13 rating. Um, but it is a family movie and adults will enjoy it as well. And you can find Creed 3 now in theaters. All right. Well, I will definitely have to go and watch it. Everything you've talked about, everything I've seen has sounded absolutely amazing. So thank you for speaking with me about it, Micah. Thank you so much. Um, make sure you check it out for sure. It was a great movie. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been talking about Creed 3. Now we will talk to Avalon and Kayla about The Magician's Elephant. How are you today? Fantastic. That's good. So just to start off, what did you guys both like about The Magician's Elephant? And let's start with you, Avalon. Um, well, I really liked the, I liked the animation style, and I also liked the plot and storyline of the film. Cool. And what about you, Kayla? So I also did love all of the visual effects and the special effects, and the animation is so realistic and so beautiful. Yeah, I'm sure I got to, when I was looking it up, I got to see a little bit 
of the pictures from it, and it looked absolutely beautiful. Oh, it is. So what about the magician's elephant do you think will be most interesting for kids and make them enjoy it? We can start with you again, Avalon. Um, well, I think it's definitely like it's a storyline that like you've kind of heard of before, but it has this really new twist on it that I think people are really going to uh, kind of enjoy this new take on something that I believe has been done and has been similar things in other films. What do you think? Kara? And then I think the all the magic in it and the clouds also over the city, the style of them is definitely very childish, but I think kids would definitely enjoy it. And its message is beautiful that everyone could take away from and everyone can learn from. Yeah, that also what you both said definitely sounds really interesting. Will definitely help draw kids in. And so how would you guys describe the magician's elephant? Like talk a little bit about the plot, um, things like that. What do you think, Avalon? Um, well, the plot is basically uh, there's this kid named Peter. And uh, he finds out from a fortune teller that in order to find his sister, who uh, was presumed dead, then he, so to find a sister that's presumed dead, he has to follow the elephant. And so when he finds this elephant, he's charged, or he's not charged, but he's given three impossible tasks to complete so that he can uh, get the elephant. That's, yeah, that definitely sounds like an interesting uh, storyline. So what was your favorite part of this movie, uh, Kayla? Oh my gosh, my favorite part is where the elephant that the magician describes to Peter gets back to her habitat in, I, I believe, Africa. And it's beautiful to see the plot and the story that got Peter to that point of helping another family get back together. Yeah, that actually sounds like a really like beautiful, you know, definitely for kids kind of um, part storyline. Yeah. And so just for one last question for you both, uh, what star rating and age recommendation would you give this? Um, would you give The Magician's Elephant and where can we find it? Um, I would give it five out of five stars and recommend it for ages eight to 12. And it's um available in theaters now and i think march 17th it'll be available on netflix yeah i also give it five out of five stars and recommend it for ages five to 12 plus adults and it is available in theaters now and releases on netflix on march 17th 2023 all right well i will definitely have to check it out it's not in theaters i have netflix so i will definitely be able to check it out thank you both for speaking me with me about thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Tiana from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. 
We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Tiana Thurman from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Creed 3 and the Magician's Elephant. Now we will listen to Avalon and Kayla's interview with Kate Camilo, Wendy Rogers, and Julia Pistor about the Magician's Elephant. Hello, everyone. I'm Kayla, and joining me today is Avalon. We are reporting for Kids First, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with Kate Camilo, Wendy Rogers, and Julia Pistor. Katie Camilo is the author of many fantastic, famous, and incredible books like Because of Winn-Dixie, plus my absolute favorite, The Tale of Jespero, and The Magician's Elephant. Wendy Rogers is the director of The Magician's Elephant and is known for her work on Puss in Boots and The Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian, for which she has been nominated twice for Best Special Effects by Saturn and VES Awards. Julia Pisser has been a producer for 20-plus years and is known for producing Spiderwick Chronicles, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, as well as The Magician's Elephant. Welcome, Miss Rogers, Miss Pister, and Miss Camilo. All right, well, let's get started. Miss Camilo, what was your inspiration to write The Magician's Elephant? I had this vision of a magician who was washed up and wanted to do real magic just once in his life. And I didn't anticipate that he would conjure a real elephant, and neither did he, but that's that's what happened. The elephant came through the roof of the opera house, and that's where everything started for me. And then I went back and found Peter, and uh, and Peter looking for his sister. So that's how it all started for me. Yeah, and that connects to your family, correct? Well, that's a very interesting, very interesting point. So I I grew up in a single parent home and uh, I grew up um, with uh, my father missing and with my mother there. Um, but that that sense of loss and uh, trying to connect kind of permeates all of my work. And it's something that I feel so lucky that I get to tell stories 
to keep on working towards that connection. So it's a, a wonderful point to make. Miss Rogers, what originally drew you to work on this movie? Well, it's an amazing book. And obviously, as soon as I read it, I just felt my heart in my throat and need, knew that I needed to help Peter find his sister. There was just such a strong connection to the, the sort of hope and courage that this little boy had, and he needed someone to help him. Yeah. Have you worked on a movie like this before? Um, you know, I've been working in film for a long time. Um, this was obviously, you know, a, an opportunity of a lifetime, my first time directing, um, an amazing story to tell and especially amazing to have a project that I had such a strong connection to. Uh, so, Miss Pister, the animation in this movie is absolutely spectacular. How did you and like the production team come up with this style and bring it to life? It all goes to Miss Rogers, who is an amazing who is an amazing director, and also to Animal Logic um, in Australia, who did our animation. So it starts from the beginning with amazing character designs that are inspired by the script, which was inspired by Kate's book and her world. So you design the characters, and then you make models around them um, called maquettes. And then we, and then they went to Australia where people actually animated them and made them happen. And it takes three years. It takes a long time. It's so much fun. But again, I can't take any credit for it. It's all Wendy <laughs> Rogers and Max Boas and Yuri Loy and Simon, Simon Picard and just uh, an incredible group of people. And we did it during COVID. I want to, I want to add, like we did it, like we're talking to you right now. We did it with everybody working from their kitchens, you know, I mean, they're all like, hello, how are we going to do this movie and talk about resilience and hope? We, we all just, we were like, we're going to make this movie. And we did. So thank you for thinking it's beautiful. So Miss Rogers, can you tell us about the process of taking this story from the pages of a book to an on-screen animated movie? So um, actually, that, that question really is probably better answered by Julia. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Because Tulia has been involved, you know, from the outset with the book, and she worked with Martin Hines, our writer, to develop the script. By the time I came on, there was already a script that had been through a number of iterations because it had originally been developed as a, a live action hybrid film. And of course, now we can do so much more in animation than we could even 10 years ago. So the challenge really visually and, and, uh, you know, in the, in the animation was to make the characters in the world feel very physically grounded so that the surreal magic could play against that. Because in, in CG, you can do anything, right? So we wanted it to feel like it was unusual in the world for our characters. Obviously, there was an adaption of the book. There was, you know, Martin and, and Julia had worked through the adding the three impossible tasks and the King character, which are not in the book. But we tried to stay very true to the feeling and the themes of the book, even though we had to change some of the events in that adaptation. And, and I want to add something to that as well. Like, it's a little bit like writing a really great book report in school to adapt a book to a movie. Because you, you look at the book and every one of us has the book. And Kate, we'll send you pictures of it. <laughs> uh, just it, the, It's underlined. It's dog-eared. There's post-its. We just kept going to the book. Like, what is the book about? What is the theme about? What are the characters are about? What, you know, and then how can that inspire us to tell a, a, an incarnation of that story for cinema, which is a, it was a different kind of storytelling. 
place. But um, so, yeah, you just you get inside of it and you feel it and, and you keep that feeling through, through the whole process. If I can just add one small thing as well. Sorry. One of the amazing things about the film and the, and the book and the, the script is just because you get inside the characters, it becomes a, a very character led film. So you can, the characters are telling you the truth. The characters are making the choices in any moment. And that's directly from the characters in the book. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been talking about The Magician's Elephant. Now we will continue to listen to Avalon and Kayla's interview with some of the crew from The Magician's Elephant. So, Miss Pister, what did your early collaboration with Miss Rogers and Miss DiCamillo look like? So Kay's just been amazing. She she wrote the book and she she gave us permission to tell our kind of version of her story for cinema. And we have not talked a lot during the process other than, you know, other than touching base and the fact that when I started this journey with her, she wrote an amazing letter to my daughter saying, thank you for liking my books. Cause that's one reason why I wanted to make this movie because my daughter loved the book and loved Kate. It was, you know, I met her five years ago and it was just such an incredible bond right away. Uh, she's like my sister. And we we started off in an office just facing each other and we're just talking about everything. Feels like we have a sitcom going on about us. Um, when we went to COVID and we went to our separate houses, we talked all day long. We end our day with a phone call every day. How are you doing? What's it going? What's the issue? So it's... Um, it's just been a delight. And I will add, it's a delight to work with women. It's just delightful that Kate, Wendy, and I are women leaders getting to make this amazing movie. So yay for that. So Miss Rogers, I love the idea and styles of the clouds. Where did that concept come from? So the clouds are based on an actual cloud formation. I love clouds, by the way. I take pictures of them everywhere I go. Because one of the things they always remind me of is that no matter where we are in the world, we all share the same sky, right? We share the same planet. And you can see the same beautiful cloud formations everywhere in the world, no matter where you are. There's something so inspiring about them. And there's a cloud formation that's called Mamatis clouds. It's very unusual. I've never seen it in real life. But you look at the pictures and you're just like, wow, does that really exist? And it does. So that was the inspiration. And we stylized from there quite heavily to fit into our world design. Um, so we always called our clouds boba clouds because they look like the tapioca balls in bubble tea. Yeah. So boba clouds. Um, but we also wanted to make sure that we were using them to sort of use that sort of like soft, diffuse lighting um, of our world so that it wasn't dr um, drab and dreary, that it was light filtering through this surreal but oppressive level of the clouds. Thank you for speaking with us, Wendy Rogers, Julia Pister, and Kate DiCamillo. You can watch The Magician's Elephant in select theaters beginning on March 10, 2023, and on Netflix on March 17th. I'm Avalon. And I'm Kayla. Reporting for Kids First. Be sure to like and subscribe to our Kids First channel so you don't miss any of our interviews or reviews. Let's take a break. I'm Tiana Simmons from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. 
We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Tiana from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Creed 3 and the Magician's Elephant. Now we are going to listen to Ishan's interview with Thomas A. Morgan about tomorrow's host. Hi there, I'm Ishan Mani reporting for Kids First, and I'm super hyped for this interview. I'm speaking with Thomas Morgan, director of Tomorrow's Hope, a film following the journey of passionate educators on the south side of Chicago. Mr. Morgan is an award-winning director and producer, known for his films Sufra and Waiting for Mamu. Additionally, Morgan was the executive producer for India's Daughter, a Peabody Award winning uh, winner, and silenced an Emmy-nominated film. Thank you so much, Mr. Morgan, for chatting with me today, and welcome to Kids First. Sure, thanks for having me. So let's just get started with the story of the film. It's so remarkable. How did you come upon the idea for the story? Yeah, so um, Tamara Raven was the the producer on the film, and she came to us, I think, you know, primarily because of the types of stories that we had told in the past and thought we might be a good fit, and we started talking for a while, and then then I went and I met the kids, and I met uh, Jackie Robinson, and um, I was just hooked. So, uh, you know, that was, this was Saul Zant's foundation is, is involved in the film and they very much were part of putting the, the film and the funding for the film together because they're so passionate about early childhood education. And this was just a great opportunity to show the real people that are affected by, by this opportunity and, and, and what those chances mean. And the, the Saul Zentz uh, Charitable Foundation, that caught my eye when I was looking at the press release for the film. So how did the Saul Zentz Foundation um, actually, you know, get involved in the film? Well, so they get involved in the film. 
Well, so they they have contributed to these very schools that these kids have gone to in the Chicago area, and so I think that seeing kind of the the effects of their investments in these schools, they felt compelled to to be involved in a film about and in showing really the results of of the work and. Um, I think we were all just kind of taken back by some of the people and their commitment to these kids who really have been voiceless and have lived in a uh, some dire situations for their whole lives. So um, it was a really good uh, it was a really good match. And what was something that really resonated with you about the kids, their families, their situation on the south side of Chicago? No, I think what resonated the most is is really how hard their lives have been you know I, I i think we talk about it in a way like uh sometimes you know you would think if you didn't know it was south side of chicago that they lived in you know a different country like it's um you know like getting to school making sure your kids do get to school because of the violence and because of the crime and 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 then just the opportunities that that kind of present themselves i think all of those things very much spoke to me as the gosh this is right in the united states we don't have to we don't have to leave the country to find this people in really um difficult and dire situations at some point but i think also just seeing how these opportunities not only change them but change the outlook for their families um was big you know like when you see kids without a first generation to graduate high school that's a big deal in their family and it kind of then starts to open up the minds of like what is possible so i think all of that was really uh really eye-opening for me wonderful and are there any particular moments of like discovery or learning or any any really eye-opening moments that you had while making the film yeah i think you know i think what you find is like these pockets of people and and compassion and love that um were really touching uh i remember speaking to jaylen and and her family and having her mother recount the death of her son you know by gunfire in the south side of chicago and and how it affected the family and i don't know like there's just these intimate moments that you feel like you are part of while you're you know you're holding back the tears listening to them speak you know that uh I, I feel very privileged, but also I feel uh, very much a, a responsibility for the stories that come from from those moments. And I think every film has many of those. This film just seemed to have more. I like that last line, actually. The film seemed to have more. I also want to know, how else was this film, this project, different from your other previous projects that you've done? And how did it maybe change your outlook on the film process in general well i think you know i think this project like a lot of times you're following a journey and i guess in this case you are as well but trying to also capture um the the essence of the time frame and how long this all took and what people had been through and trying to kind of pull all of those things in as well to show that this wasn't just a an overnight uh success right like and and I don't know. I think like Jackie Robinson, the woman in the film um, that spoke about her own kids and, and how they didn't have access to this and, and that her son was in prison and she had, you know, th they had a lot of issues 
and yet she she dedicated her life to helping these kids i mean every day looking after not only the kids but also like being a, a guide and guidance to these parents you know i think those are the things that very much like pull you in and and for me that were different because i think it's a different kind of it would be very easy for someone to look away or to climb out themselves and then never look back right like once you're out why would you ever go back there but to see people who go back and kind of stay in, engaged and involved to help others get out as well is really something that uh that moved me you are listening to kids first coming attractions we have been talking about tomorrow's hope and now we are going to continue to listen to ishan's interview with thomas a morgan about tomorrow's hope in what maybe specific ways has your outlook on early childhood education um, or even just education in general, especially when it comes to disadvantaged populations, um, changed from making the film? Well, I think now, especially now, you know, you read and hear all of these things about education and how broken the system is. And I, I have to say it probably is broken in, in many ways, but I, I think the the opportunity to get kids engaged, not only in an education early on, to get them to a level that they will be able to to be uh, really among peers when they get to, to um, elementary school is vitally important. But I think it's also changes, it changes the way they feel about themselves. That changes, you know, they're not someone anymore to be the victim or looked down on because they're not able to to be as uh, as articulate maybe or read as well or any of that so i think like this that little bit of a head start is such a huge difference not only in the educational process but in their their social uh and in also the way that they view themselves so i think that that really those are components of education that i really never thought of going into the film that I really thought were, um, you know, very important when we, when we finished. The socio-emotional kind of aspects of learning. That's, that's really interesting. And you're a father of four. That's a detail that I think we've, 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 we've neglected to mention as of yet. You're a dad too. Um, so was there actually an opportunity where you could take your kids to, uh, to, to this uh, center and, and, and show them what was going on as well? I've taken my kids to a lot of places. I've taken them to refugee camps in Beirut and to you know Nepal, where we built a built a uh, an orphanage. I wouldn't take them to the places that these kids live. Um, that's how dangerous I felt like it was. It's funny because I've been in a lot of places. Like I was in the midst of you know so many really horrible things happening in Haiti and in Lebanon. And, and um, I still felt safer than I felt in some of the areas of the South side of Chicago, which I think is really sad. Um, so my kids didn't get this experience. They've seen the film, but they didn't get the same experience that they've gotten in other places around the world because I did feel like it was very, was very dangerous in, in a lot of those places and they and they you know they know like it's not like i mean the the, the people in the film as well like they would say you know don't bring your kids down here right. <laughs> so um yeah I, I guess that was the part that i that i wish i could have changed 
Well, thank you so much, Mr. Morgan, for chatting with me today. Uh, tomorrow's Hope releases on VOD and digital on March 21st, 2023. So y'all definitely go and check it out. This is Ishan from Kids First signing off. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel and ring the notification bell so you don't miss my next interview or review or those of my Kids First teammates. Let's take a break. I'm Tiana Sermons from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Join the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday afternoon for the Empowered Kids series. It's two hours of programming geared toward our younger listeners and our young at heart listeners. We kick things off with Express Yourself Teen Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Then keep up with your favorite movies on Kids First Coming Attractions at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. The Empowered Kids series every Sunday on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh. Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Tiana Sermons from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Creed 3, The Magician's Elephant, and Tomorrow's Hope. Now we will be listening to Zoe's interview with Milo Davis-Kent about Creed 3. Hi everyone, I'm Soika Nalat reporting for Kids First, and today I'm interviewing the young actress Milo Davis-Kent, who plays Amara in Creed 3. She was discovered from a nationwide casting call, and her previous credits include the 100th episode of The Resident, and this is her debut in a feature film. Hi Mila, it's a pleasure to meet you. You look beautiful. Hi. Oh, nice to meet you, too. You look beautiful. I was just thinking that. You look beautiful, too. Congratulations on this debut in your feature film. And I know this is, of course, Michael B. Jordan's debut as a director, as well as yours, in, again, in a feature film. So was working on a film different than what you expected? Um, yes, it was. I would say that, um, you know, I thought it was going to be kind of easy, but then I wasn't sure how much I would actually be doing in the film and, um, you know, how much I would be acting, if it would be every day or not. But 
I, when I got there, I realized, oh, wow, it's so much more than I thought it was going to be. I was in a lot of the scenes and acting is not always easy, but it's a lot of fun. And so I had a really good time. I was very excited to be part of the film, but still a little nervous at the same time. Yeah. And Amara has a very strong personality and she is fearless. So was it hard to relate to that character? No, it wasn't hard to relate to her. You know, Amara's personality is very similar to my personality in real life. So I felt like it was pretty, it was an easy character to, to play. Yeah, and you did a fantastic job doing so. And I think the film really shows the importance of family. You're welcome. And how we can solve problems without using violence. So how important do you think the messages of the film were? Hmm. Well, I would say that, um, you know, in talking about the movie, of course, the movie is just amazing. It is so awesome. It was so much fun to be a part of. And I would say that it really showed um, a lot about the deaf community as well as the black community, too. And I loved being a part of it. I thought it was really, really good. And when you talked about family, I would say, yes, the message was about family because Amara is a very strong character and she doesn't break down. It's she's a very strong character. But at the same time, families sometimes can be there can be issues and problems that come up in family dynamics. Right. So you have to recognize that. And at the same time, know that you're still going to be a family. You're still going to get through it together. So I think the creeds were a great family dynamic. And I think that it was nice to see all of those characters come together. I also think that, um, you know, sometimes there, of course, like any other family, there'd be arguments or disagreements, but at the same time, they're a great family unit. They were so awesome in getting through it together. And Amara is very similar to her mom and dad. She's got both personality traits inside of her, which really helped her to develop as a character. Yeah, everything you said was beautifully displayed in the film. And I think Amara really idolized her dad's career um, and wants to follow in his footsteps. So do you see yourself playing a young boxer maybe in Creed Four? Oh, well, let's keep our fingers crossed for a Creed Four. (laughs) I wish. Um, But Amara, you know, let's see what she does next i don't totally could see her as a future fighter of course we all would love that to happen and um i just hope that that could happen you know (laughs) let's remind mike let's write another story another script for amara um but yeah my goal would be that she would just continue to be a fascinating character i don't feel like her story is finished in creed 3. i think she could definitely go on to do more things so i hope that that story is to be continued Yes, so do I. And I love how you're dressed as a princess and Adonis Creed like a frog in one of the scenes. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been talking about Creed 3. Right now, we are continuing Zoe's interview with Myla Davis-Kent about Creed 3. So what is your favorite animated film and what other character would you love to play in the future? Hmm... I would say some of my favorite animated films would be, well, I have so many. How could I go through them all? But I would have to say probably um, The Princess and the Frog. (laughs) That's one of my favorite animated ones. And um, I would love to play other roles later on. 
Um, yes, I would love to play a character that would um, kind of be like Amara. And also I would love to be in a scary movie because I absolutely love horror films. So I would love to kind of delve into that character that was scary like that. And so let's see if that role comes available. Um, but also I was thinking that my dream would be to really continue this story. Oh, I just wanted to say one other thing as well. Um, yeah, so it would be another Creed film, a character similar to Amara, a horror film or a scary film. Any of those would be amazing if I could be in a role like that. Absolutely, I'd love to see you in a horror film as well. And what is one of your best memories working on the set of Creed 3? Hmm, let me think about it. Oh, I have so many great memories, but I would have to say one of my favorites is, oh gosh, there's so many, okay um well when you just mentioned when mike dressed up like a frog and i was in the princess outfit that was one of my favorite scenes and it would be because um that was so much fun to play you know we had a make-believe tea party we had a lot of fun making that scene together and i feel like we had so much fun we were able to just kind of let loose and be really hilarious with each other which was so fun and you never picture mike dressing up as a frog right so it's really so so hilarious to see him in that costume i was able to play in the pool we had a lot of snacks that day that was just a great scene um to be a part of and then I remember when Mike signed to me, do you want more tea? That was one of my favorite lines. <laughs> it was really fun to have him as my father in that moment. I felt like we got along really easily in that scene. Yeah, and you could definitely see that on screen. And how do you think your, your character in this film is going to impact the American Sign Language community? Well, I would say that I'm hoping this film really impacts the deaf community. When they see it, I want them to feel proud of themselves. I want them to see to feel proud of what they can do and what they can accomplish. I want to remind them, and especially those hearing parents who have deaf children, to remember to learn sign language for their kids. Uh, you want to be able to make sure that your kids have a better life, and you do that through communication. So if there's no communication at home, if you're not able to talk to each other, then you don't really have those relationships, right? And then how is your kid going to grow up and be able to know what they can do in life? But when you can communicate like my character did, and I'm deaf in real life, obviously, but my character too, her parents were able to learn sign language. And so it's nice that she was able to have that communication at home. And I want other people to be able to have a life like that um, and know how their life is going because they're able to communicate with people at home in their language, like me. Yes, communicate. My family does that in real life as well. We all sign at home. Yeah, I actually, I know a little bit of sign language. You know, this is movie theater. Um, I know sign language. All right. Wow, good job. You can sign. Thank you. Um, and how do you think your character is going to inspire other girls? I really hope that this movie inspires other girls to look at Amara and realize that it's not just boys who can do things, right? And girls don't have to be stuck in a box just doing quote unquote girl things. We can box, we can play basketball, we can play baseball, we can do whatever we put our mind to, we can do whatever boys can do. I think this movie will inspire girls to know that they can be strong, they can be brave, and you can look at Amara and see how tough she is in real life. No one can tell her no, she ignores 
all the negativity and just doesn't allow it to get her down. So I'm hoping that that will inspire other girls to take a lesson from that and not let other people push you to the side, but be strong and brave. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mila. It's such a pleasure talking to such a beautiful, talented and smart young woman. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate the interview. Thank you for letting me chat with you. And I hope you have a nice day. It was so nice to meet you. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for watching. It was such a pleasure interviewing the young Mila. If you like this video as much as I did, make sure to give it a big thumbs up. Check out some of our other Kids First viewers and reporters on this channel. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and KidsVille News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Again, I'm Tian Sermons from Delaware reporting for Kids First. Goodbye! Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.